Thank you for tuning into the Ben Mucker Podcast. I'm your host, Chep. I'm here with my OG co-host, Kevin Kizumbang, and my good friend from the Send Help Podcast, Nick Roy. How are we doing today, man? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? All the Ben Muckers out there. All the Ben Muckers, Mucker Roy, Mucker Q, we're here today. <laughs> Speaking of Ben Muckers, I think we, uh, this Mucking is my 10th episode. You know, I finally made it to double digits in the podcast round. Pretty big deal. I think we should uh, discuss the origin of Ben Mucker, how that came to be. The mucker of the bin. Well, congratulations on reaching your tenth, uh, you know, your tenth you. episode. You're you're a little bit behind Sun Help. I think we're releasing eighteen and nineteen this week. Oh, oh yeah, behind, that's big. That's big. No doubt. That's no doubt. Ooh. That's okay though. Wow, the bin mucker name goes mm-hmm. all the way back to the Fortnite days, I believe, right? It does. Sophomore year, we were. I was in a suite, and uh, when we were playing Fortnite, you know, if you saw another guy, you'd say, "Oh, go muck his bin, bro." And then if you mucked his bin, you 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 were the bin mucker. So that's and how. It, and now you are the mucker of Ben. <laughs> I guess you could say that, yeah. So that's that's how Ben Mucker came to be. But uh, according to Urban Dictionary, I found out it actually means to give fellatio. So I guess you could say, like, really, really being a Ben Mucker <laughs> means you're a gentleman, a lady, wow. man, you know, willing to give rather than receive, if you think about it. Yeah, you're you're truly you you really live mm-hmm. up to the bin mucker name. Uh, I can I can speak from experience. Really embodied the whole bin mucker attitude. You've been an amazing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 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 What's happening? Not much is happening, bro. Uh, how you guys been doing? I just you know like obviously Chef. Thanks for having me on. You know I got my own podcast. Of course, happy to have you here. But, uh, you know I didn't even. So what was funny for me is like the other day I was you know surfing the uh, the interwebs. You know. And I, uh, I came across like your podcast and I was like, wait, like, how come I didn't know that you had a podcast? So I just wanted to ask you real quick, like, you know, as my first question, as your guest, I'm going to ask you, like, mm-hmm. what made you want to start a podcast and stuff like that? I want to know. Hell yeah. So shout out to Kevin Kiesenberg, my co-host. He was like, bro, let's start a podcast. And then, you know, I kind of wanted to while at Tufts. Um, but I was like, you know what? I, you know, I majored in FMS, film and media studies. Like, I might as well kind of do something. So we tried it one day. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually incredibly fun. You know, you just get to talk to your friends. Um, it's time to catch up. And it's something I enjoy doing. It's like video editing, except it's even better because it's just audio. So, you know, it's even easier. But I just kind of fell in love with the process. I think, I think you guys know I went to sports broadcasting school after I graduated Tufts. Uh, mm-hmm. So I went there from December to March, you know, and then right before COVID. So, like, of course, I graduated from sports broadcasting to broadcast. So that's really hard. Um, <laughs> you really, I, knew, I didn't even beautiful. think about that. Like, Literally a week. Wow, so, so, so what was terrible is I was like applying to a bunch of jobs, right? Like I had, um, there was an NBA thing like in Secaucus, New Jersey, which is where the NBA's headquarters are. And I was going to mm-hmm. apply and try to, you know, maybe go work for the NBA, do some video editing, audio editing out for games and stuff. Basically, you sit there while the games are on and cut up the video and make the highlight you know when you go on nba.com and you watch a five minute video of the game and that night that's kind of what i was applying for and stuff like that and uh yeah i graduated i won a bunch of awards you know i was i was really good but then uh then they were like oh, hey yeah. no more sports bud uh so i've just kind of been you know living life doing the podcast remotely no studio anymore because of, you know covid and all that stuff but mm-hmm. life's been uh, life's been good still you know life's that's- good to us that's kind of dope. Before COVID, you guys had a studio. I mean, you gotta. Yeah, so like my my school had like three different studios, and it was like a round table, right? So like it was a big board oh, yeah. and everything. We had drops, and you could drop in stuff. Perfect for that. Now, now we do it. You know, now we do it remotely, but we can still make it sound pretty good. And you know, I, we all have I have the editing software that was up there and stuff like that. So, so for the muckers, 
for the muckers out there, can you tell them a little bit more about your podcast and kind of right? Why so, you send going? help the podcast was formed with me and my two friends from Connecticut School of Broadcasting. My friend Pat Puzo, my other friend Nick Larosa, two Jersey guys. But you know, Pat Pat's a little bit older than us. He's like twenty six. He uh, he worked for USF and went to U. I think he went to USF and then he like worked for them their radio stuff. So he wanted to me, him and Nick got along really well in class, you know, like three sports, you know, minded guys, just, you know, always shooting the shit about it, whatever we said, you know, might as well get a uh, get a podcast going. And it was it's also good for us to practice. You know, it's, for me, I treat it as, you know, oh, yeah. the podcast is fun, but I treat it as like I'm practicing to be on air, practicing to be on radio. Right. And you can also pull things out of each episode. You know, if I had a really good take on something, I can pull that out and put it on my resume and on my demo tapes for, you know, when I apply to more jobs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's really, it's really not about sports anymore because it was supposed to be about sports, but then now there's no sports. Yeah, so we've kind of, you know, had to, yeah, we've been like shape shifting a little bit, honestly. So like, you know, we do stuff, we have a couple segments, this or that, basically it's, would you rather, it's pretty funny. We have a segment called tears. You know, you, you take something like we did the other week, we did office quotes and we did like, you know, our top five office quotes and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it's just a podcast about men's lifestyle. I mean, women can listen to it too. We're not sexist over there. You know, it's whatever you want. It's really, we just try to have a good time. So to true week, we get some good interviews. We've interviewed a bunch of different people. We, last week we interviewed a play by play guy called a lot of NFL games on the radio and stuff. We've interviewed a, a guy that used to like worked in film and media and also worked for minor league baseball teams, nice. was an assistant to Harry Connick jr. Stuff like that. Pretty, pretty cool. But you know, mm-hmm. it's really for That's me, awesome. it's just about the process and, you know, continuing to put out work every week, even though there isn't like, I'm not working for anybody, you know, I just want to prove I can do stuff like this. And it's been going pretty well. We try our best to play as, uh, to do it as much as possible. You know, with COVID, it's a little tougher, but mm-hmm. yeah. So if you want to want to give us a listen, we're on everything just like the Bin Mucker. We're on Heck Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts, whatever. To all my muckers out there, I highly <laughs> recommend it. I've given a listen to a couple episodes and really enjoyable. So go give it a listen and help the podcast. Appreciate that. If you need help, we'll send it to you. That's really what it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. So recently, I asked you guys, uh, I made a short film. And I appreciate you guys giving it a watch. Um, I think it's always fun to do a little Q and A with the director. Any any right. any questions you guys had about it? <laughs> so at first I was so confused. I was just so confused. First minute I was confused, and then I started to realize I'm like, oh okay. Because I, I was telling Chet before uh, we started recording, but I I watched it. I was on the line working today at work, and I like. Just trying to watch it and also like work at the same time, and it just didn't work out very well. So like I missed words and stuff like that. But from what I garnered, what I liked the most was like the shots that you took with the camera. Like what it, what kind of inspired you to get those type of shots? <laughs> they weren't normal, you oh, know. Yeah. They were close ups and you know different. I liked that a lot more than like a nor- like a regular ass shot. From, mm-hmm. you know, so my feet my, away. my advisor, you know, I was planning on making a short film actually about like a quarterback coming out. And I was going to have Trey, who was a freshman on the football team at Tufts, like star is it. Um, but, of course, COVID sent us home. So I was like, shit, what am I supposed to do? So, you know, I went back to the drawing board and kind of kept, was like, well, what do I have at my disposal? I'm on the beach. I got my sisters here. My youngest sister likes to act. So my advisor said to me, he's like, you know, when you have a close up and there's two, you, you know, there's two people in the frame, but then you have a close up of just one character it's kind of showing like, well, even though they're together, they're separated. So with all the close-ups, I was kind of trying to show like, 
my character was like in his own head. He, he wasn't agreeing with his sister at the time. But then, of course, at the end, at the resolution, he kind of sees um, his sister's points and kind of is able to confide in her when originally he didn't think, you know, his sister could take this seriously enough because, you know, she loves TikTok and taking selfies and all that kind of stuff. Chap, I thought that's what you like to do, Chap. <laughs> I like to dance, but I don't like to put it on TikTok. I like, you know, more so in the one-on-ones at football practice, the camera would pick it up in the back, you know, me bullying, me doing my dance moves. But those days are behind us. Those you mean us, days. us as in all three of us dancing? Oh, yeah. The good old days. Don't leave me and Q out. Don't leave me and Q out. Hey, I'll, for- no. I'll forever miss that. No, I'm more of a, I'm more of a helmet thrower. <laughs> I like just spiking yeah, helmets. For those who don't know, uh, first do. football practice, freshman year, Q's out there. We're doing a drill. Q gets a sack. First reaction, throw off his helmet as hard as he can. Start running around. <laughs> Immediately, our coach loses his shit, rushes over, tells him he can't do that. But hey, yeah. it was a nice sack. I'll give you that quick. It was a Bro, nice. Bro, I just rem- I remember that and just being like, you know, as an up older guy, just being like, who the fuck <laughs> is this kid? <laughs> I think we all said the same what thing. Like, what with the- that guy? Even the D lineman were like, who? What the fuck was that, bro? This is fucking practice. <laughs> bro, I and I the worst part, the worst part about it is. I had no idea about the skill level of Dan doing. That's who I was up against. On that hey, leave my boy Dan alone. Leave my boy I Dan alone. Dan. We love Dan. That's so funny. Yeah, but like I just re- clearly remember that, and just re- in my head, I was like standing there, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what is going on? You know? Because like you don't really see that out of a like so you know sometimes you see freshmen that are really good. Like I want to like, give a shout out to Javon last year, like my senior, like, you know, like you could realize from the beginning, like, hey, this kid's a little, mm-hmm. he's got a little something extra than the other freshmen, right? Mm-hmm. And Q, like we knew Q was good, mm-hmm. but like when he did that, we were like, is he also a psychopath? But yeah, that was a really, that was a funny moment, but uh, got me. an OG muffin. Okay, so, so back mm-hmm. to the short film. Yeah, Please. back to the short film. Um. Where did you come up with the names? Momo That's a great question, Chris. So growing up, I'd always call my sister Momo. My friend had a pug, and they it, the pug's name was Mo. So I, I don't know why I related that to my youngest sister, but I was like, ah, Momo. Um, and then my sisters like to call me Tub Tub because of my obesity problem. So that's how I got that name. And uh, I was thinking, I'm proud of you, Chip. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you, Roy, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've gotten into running recently. It's only been like three days, but you know. Well, Chef, we got to speak. We got to talk about that because I have also gotten into running. I've lost thirty pounds. Oh yeah, what's that, what's in, boy? That's right. Congrats, Chef. So, okay, I'm, I'm gonna formally invite you to our running club. It's called the Non Runners Running Association. Fuck yeah! So on on like the Nike Run Club, club app. Bro, I yes, was literally going to bring up that app. That app is unreal. It's so awesome. It's awesome. Like, I'm going on a run later tonight. Like, so it keeps, like, we have a race to 50 in a month, first to 50 miles. I'm at, like, 17. My boy Trayvon's at, like, 22. Everyone else is, like, in the low, you know, singles. But, yeah, dude, like, awesome, I, I yeah. you know me. I'm a lineman. I don't want to run. I can do sprints, but, like, I don't like running. But mm-hmm. I've, like, been doing it a lot the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I've been losing a solid amount of weight doing it as well. And it's just really – it's really relaxing activity. And, you know, I don't run the whole time either. I walk a lot and just, you know, walk, run, oh, walk, yeah. run. And it's, I really, I'm really enjoying it. It's been a mm-hmm. good time, honestly. Dude, it's funny you say that because the only reason I started running is because my boy Keenan started running and he went from like 225 to 205. 
And I was like, holy shit, like maybe this is the move to start uh, shit, shred, you know, shedding some pounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I get why you uh, walk and run. I've been, I'm up in Jersey right now visiting my girlfriend and it is so hilly here. I mean, ever it's like going up the hills just kills, man. We got everything up here, bro. We got this big city, right? We got mm-hmm. the urban areas. We got the beach where I live, which is just, you know, a bunch of big ass houses in the beach. Mm-hmm. Got, you know, we got the slums of Philly. Gross. <laughs> and then we have, and then, the and then basically, the Newark area. yeah. And then you got 20 minutes to the west of like, to of the east coast of the New Jersey. It's literally farmland. And that's why it's called the Garden State, because it's literally just rolling hills and farms. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, through that. Honestly, people kind of shit on Jersey, but I like it. Yo, I like it a lot. It's pretty. Beautiful. It's a beautiful place to live, Chap. I appreciate that. It is. You're welcome. People sleep on it. I, I honestly think people sleep on it. Stop. Stop gassing them up. They don't need it. They don't yes, need the I need it. I need it. <laughs> Tell me more about how nice Jersey is. I don't know. Meanwhile, Will is just <laughs> Nick is just uh, oiling up his hair. Hey, hey, I'm a, I'm not Italian. Know. I'm not Italian. I am Irish. I'm a very <laughs> Irish man. I get red skin when I go outside in the sun, so I try to stay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Jersey Shore. That's on me. But uh, mm-hmm. yo, freaking running. I hate running. I think that you got bad knees. Yeah, you got bad knees. I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. But uh, what we've been doing, me and my business partners, we're living in the Airbnb right now. Uh, all three of us, we do a, like a round robin, um, frisbees, like frisbee one-on-ones, which is so intense and I'm dying. Like literally today we went up to, I think a total of 10 points. A round robin frisbee? I don't, I don't know I was if I dead. You. So imagine like, uh, one-on-ones okay. for passing, you know what I mean? Basically. So one person uh-huh. is a quarterback and then it just switches, uh, and you just keep on doing it. And bro, it's just tiring as hell. I mean. There's no more hoops. I would be playing, like, basketball. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Still terrible for the knees. Uh, I've been doing this thing called uh, Insanity. Yes. Workouts. Have you guys ever yes. heard of Yes. Bro, that guy that is a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> he is, this is my gym. Bro, you, you work and work yeah, so and that's... work. Those are crazy. Bro, yeah. It, it, it's only, like, 25 minutes or 45 minutes. It's 45 minutes, minutes of pure you, pain is uh, what it is. Yeah, there's no there's no stretching, which already I'm I'm out on that. Uh, but it's a lot of just moving around, like crazy jumping jacks, all this stuff. Uh, but highly recommend anybody. Shout okay. out to Shanti. What's up, Shanti? With Haining. With Haining, Shanti. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back to the short film. We were talking about TikTokers, um, and pretty crazy. You guys see what happened at the Trump election in Tulsa. All those TikTokers, and I guess something about I saw something about K-pop fans too, or something, just like right. re- requesting a bunch of tickets. So what I heard was that the, all the like the, mm. the 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 preteens that are on TikTok. By the way, TikTok is so great. Like I'm, I know I'm going to be 23 in a week, but like, bro, I love TikTok. <laughs> it's hilarious. It is a lot great of funny but stuff on there. It is, it is. But there's also you see, you know, like the Chinese government owns it, and. Uh, they like yeah, steal see, I don't care. Data. I don't if they steal whatever they want from me. I don't care. Like it doesn't matter to me at this point. We're all gonna die anyway. It doesn't, you know. But like for yeah. sure, like what was funny about that Trump thing was they. So like all the TikTokers bought tickets, right? So like mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw, but they were expecting like overflow. Of, yeah, I saw like the, they kept tweeting about how like over a million people wanted to be in that. Right, and so obviously that's a lie. But like the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing. The funniest thing was if you watched the if you watched it live, which I did, um, 
because I wanted to see how many people were actually going to show up during a pandemic, right, to that thing. Mm -hmm. So Fox News had it zoomed in on Trump, and you could see the crowd in the background, and it looked like it was full, right? CNN had it zoomed all the way out, and you could see (laughs) all the empty seats in the upper ring. And and, uh, the the troll job by the young TikTokers is absolutely immaculate. I was really proud of them. Super funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good for the younger generations, man. You know, like... I mean, I didn't even, when I made my short film, I wasn't thinking about that, like how these TikTokers actually have like really good insights, but uh, I guess in kind of a meta way, they they really do. So respect to my youngest sister, Sophia. Is this, I mean, how crazy it is, how crazy is it that this fucking platform for a bunch of like teenagers has the power to kind of <laughs> take yeah. shots at the president? Honestly, like, honestly. take massive shots. The, I don't that think screams that 2020. Yeah. Just screams 2020 to me. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> Fucking teenagers. So, have you guys downloaded TikTok? Because, right. I mean, definitely, like, now that we've all graduated college and we've started kind of adulting, yeah. you know, and, and I saw a tweet the other day I was talking about how it's like people who refuse to download TikTok think they have a PhD in maturity. And even though I haven't downloaded <laughs> TikTok yet myself, uh, I definitely thought to myself, Oh yeah, I'm so mature because I haven't downloaded it. And then I saw that tweet and was pretty humbled. But see, that was me for the longest time. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't need TikTok. It's stupid. Blah 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 blah. And then like I started seeing more, and my girlfriend would show me them, and they'd be funny. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I just downloaded it one day, and then I was like, like, and people were like, you got to get rid of the certain. So there's definitely stuff on there that I just don't care about because I'm not 16. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, 100%. I filter. You can hit the filter and be like, I do not. Don't show me more of this. So like, I basically have it locked into like like memes about Call of Duty, uh, nice, memes nice. about like like food, <laughs> the food, uh, the cooking people. I love that. And like that's really it. Uh, and it's, it's you know you still get some weird stuff here and there, but I think mm-hmm. it's a good app. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's just the nut and dude, the growth on that app is exponential. Like, oh yeah, yeah. People it's... like these people are. I don't ra- know. Like, what, Addison uh... Ray, that girl gets literally forty thousand dollars to post a video of her dancing and then call the bounty man. bounty crazy challenge. man. I would fucking wish that was me. I'd dare. I'd post a TikTok for forty. I think you're hot enough to be you know TikTok famous. <laughs> Appreciate that, Roy. If I go to a couple you're more, welcome, run, if I join your runners club, I'll be there in no time. That's right, bro. You'll join it right after this. <laughs> bro, my sister, my, my sister posted a TikTok <laughs> of me, and everyone said I look like a knockoff John B. from, uh, what's that show on Netflix? Outer Banks. I don't think I've ever seen that, but I do I, know I, who I, John I, B. is. Yeah, I I'm haven't not seen gonna it either. But... <laughs> <I don't... laughs> That's where you draw the line, too. <laughs> so you got that PhD in maturity. Ooh. So speaking of adulting and having PhDs in maturity, oh, yes. uh, you want to talk to us a little bit about building credit queue? Oh, man. Hell yeah. Uh, Zero. Screw that. I have two currently. Mm-hmm. Zero. Wait, hold up. My, my dog is being stupid. Um, yo, first of all, having zero credit is very, very stupid. <laughs> you need to have a credit card. How about this is, what, this is what you can do for me, Nick. Go get a credit card uh, and then just never use it. And even that is that I think perfectly your fine credit? with that. Because you're going to buy a, mm-hmm. even if you don't, I mean, I, I would say always pay stuff, but let me, let me give you kind of the, cause I mean, I'll give you some background on, on my like credit experience. My mom has like, I don't even know how much, like thousands of dollars in, in debt from credit cards. Right. So I've always been really, really afraid of credit cards. Like, oh man, what, 
what 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 do you mean like she has she has debt and now she has to carry this all oh, this is so scary i could avoid all this by just using my debit card um come in freshman year she says you're 18 you need a debit and a credit card why not it's a zero zero dollars a year you're just gonna have it i said okay fine i don't even, i have no clue what to use it i never use it for two three years uh this senior year I talked to a guy who actually worked underneath a dude from Nerd Wallet, uh, talking about the different credit hacks that you can do, all that. And he says, "Yo, you have you've had a credit card for two plus years." I said, "Yeah, it's actually three years." He said, "That actually builds up your credit score." Do you know what your credit score is? I was like, "I have no clue what my credit score is." He signed me up for Credit Karma. I checked it up. I have a right now a 750. I was at a 730 at the time. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you think, okay, what's the point of that? Why do I care? about having a 740 plus because that's where you want to hit you want to hit at least 740 uh well people know i'm in the real estate game uh if you want to go get a mortgage all the benefits that you can possibly get when you're negotiating a mortgage happens at 740 after that every everything's moot like everything's the same but you're you're not going to get the same rewards if you're anywhere below 700 anywhere below 600 and it isn't just for uh a house this is for your car. Yeah, if you want nah, to go dude, I, I literally car, just went and yeah, financed the like car, that. just bought a new car for graduation. And uh, luckily, my grandpa did kind of the same thing. He made me get a credit card. And because of that, you know, I got a great mm-hmm. interest rate. I even refinanced and got like a 2.49% interest rate on a car, all because oh. of my credit. Yeah, you know, nobody tells you in school how important yeah, credit and, is going to be is going to be later in life. But yeah, and then the next thing, right, then we then we can start playing around, right? Those are very simple, boring stuff like. Oh, getting a getting a mortgage, getting a car, or financing a car. For me, I think that's boring. Uh, the more exciting thing is getting potential free hotels, right? Getting Ooh. free uh, flights. There's this guy who has right now uh, a credit limit of about twenty-one million dollars. He's like a he, <laughs> him and Ty Lopez. That's a lot friends, of credit. Whatever. Yeah, twenty-one million dollars. That's a lot of credit. Um, he's he's financing with credit uh, a mansion in L.A. Uh, and three Teslas that he just keeps in the garage. And it's all through credit, all through, I mean, he does e-commerce, of course. And But what I'm saying is the way he makes money is by spending money. And then when he spends that money, he is also making money. I, how, how the I fuck is that say, work? I'd be nervous. Right now. That much I, credit yeah. on the line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty dangerous when you start getting into this game. <laughs> yeah. You have to take baby steps, right? Like, you start with you start with having one credit card and not doing anything with it. That's step one. And then step two is okay, maybe let me get more credit cards. Let me get one specifically for gas. Uh, Chase Sapphire Preferred gives me five uh, percent cash back on anything uh, I choose in the month. So it, it's it's revolving. Right now I have online purchases. So anytime I buy something on Amazon or even Venmo money through through my credit card, which I would not advise. But anyways. I get 5% back, yeah. which is yeah. absurd. Think about it. Now, every time I'm buying something, every single time I buy groceries, every single time I buy, buy gas, I am now making money. And it, it doesn't, it's not like I'm making money. It's more like I'm saving money. And, and that's the right. benefit. That you can and my, my, what I will say that's to you is the pitch. reason I never got a credit card uh, was because I'm poor. Right. So like in college and stuff, I was poor and like, it's not that I don't know all this stuff, right? Like you need to have credit. You got to build a good credit score and stuff like that. I understand. But like, 
I think what a lot of people mistake they make, and my dad made this, and my mom, like, they, they, this is what they ingrained in my head. When they were, like, 22, you know, they got married at 22. You know, they dated in college, got married at 22, lived in a house when they were 24, right? They had multiple, multiple credit cards at the age of 23. And my dad has told me, like, Nick, like, we would spend money that we didn't have. And I think, I think if you're smart with a credit card, right, like, if you, if you spend mm-hmm. money, let's say I get a credit card and only buy gas with my credit card, right, and then I pay it at the end of the month. I'm building good credit. That's a smart way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. what people do is, you know, sometimes they think, oh, well, I have a credit card. I'll just pay it later. I'll do this. I'll do this. Like the same thing with my computer. I could have done a credit system, right, and paid 150 a month and stuff like that. My dad was like, Nick, why don't you just pay for it now? You have the money. Pay for it, and then it's yours. And I understand mm-hmm. depreciation and stuff, but that's kind of why I never had it. I'll probably get one pretty soon, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact that I always didn't want to get one to not spend money that I didn't have yet. You know, um, mm-hmm. so that that's kind of my reasoning. But I do understand, like, you know, I'm and I'm going to need one at some point. So I might as well get started on it soon. And just like you said, spend on gas, buy, you know, little things here and there and pay it off. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point there. Cause it's very easy to get, you know, start when you spend too much money. But like you're saying, you at the same time, there's a lot of uh, benefits to having a credit card and being able to get those rewards. You just got to be able to pay it off at the end of the month. And cause that those interest rates on credit cards, if uh, that starts building up, I just got like an Amex. And after the first year, it's like a 21% interest rate, which is awful. You do not exactly. want to have to start paying on top. You know, you don't have to start paying money on top of the principal and then the interest. And then it's just some um, downside. Like anything else, pros and cons, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys seen any good movies recently? Honestly, no. I haven't been watching anything. I don't really watch TV or movies anymore. I don't know about you guys, but I, I've been kind of like off on both of them. I don't really watch much. So recently I've seen an incredible movie and a movie that was just essentially a soft porno. I saw Ford vs. Ferrari the other day, and for any car lovers, that movie was unreal. Like, could not say enough good things about that movie. But then I saw that new Netflix movie, I think it's called 365 Days. But I want to say it's like, the translation's a little different, but like, that's what it translates to. You know what I'm talking about, Kevin? Q? Q? Crickets on Q? Crickets? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the only movie I've seen recently was Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah, that was a great movie. And I see, like, opposite for me. I thought Uncut really? Gems was terrible. I thought it was an awful Is it movie. just because of the ending? Well, I don't know. Like, you know how they say it was supposed to, like, keep you on edge and stuff? Uh-huh. Like, edge your seat? For me, it really, I mean, for me, I, like, did not ever feel like that i just kind of felt like hey what the fuck is going on you know like what what is going on right now i have no idea yeah. and i felt like the story was all over the place but like you know i know a lot of people liked it a lot and i just was like nah this is not it like it was and i'm back me i'm like what's up q there he but is. i was like yeah up, for man. me that's not we're talking about uncut gems q Ooh, uh, I don't know if you that saw was it. fucking whack i hated the ending Thank wow. you. I hated the whole I, movie. I guess I fucked myself. <laughs> it was so boring, bro. It was Thank so you. They, they said it was supposed to keep you on the edge of your seat. I was like, nah, this this stinks. This is a terrible yeah, movie. Also what I, what, I, what I'll say for here. that movie? <laughs> I don't know. I thought Kevin Garnett was a good actor in that. I mean, it was like, I don't know. What, what really did it for me is like, and I don't like this feeling, but I've never sat through a movie and just been so stressed. Like, the whole time mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. shit. Like, oh, God. Like, oh, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, I've never felt right. like the same yeah. stress as a character. They I did just, a really good job mm-hmm. making it seem like 
the whole, you know. Yeah, it just time felt like overkill. Like, they just, oh, man, woe is he. <laughs> he just keeps on going through it. I was like, man, mm-hmm. I need something, like, good to happen. And then finally something good happens, and I'm, I'm spoiling it. But the worst possible thing happens at the end, right? It's done. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like the whole thing. Plus, the ending was so weird when you, like, followed the bullet hole, right? It was just a really, really weird ending, too. That's what I thought. It was mad, mad weird. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yeah, I, I concur with that. Like, that, that whole, like, transition thing into the bullet made absolutely no sense besides just, like, trying to look cool. Mm. But, Q, have you seen the movie uh, 365 Days on Netflix? No. Is that, like, a, a pandemic movie or something like that? Bro, it is. So, I only saw, like, the last half of it because I walked in and my sister was watching it. And it was literally just a soft porno. So it's about this woman who gets abducted by this, like, very rich mobster guy. And then the mobster takes her, like, clubbing to, like, sit in the VIP sections on his yacht, all this stuff. So after a couple days of, like, resisting, the girl finally gives in to the guy and blows him. And then they just start, like, just fucking, like, the entire second half of the movie just nonstop. Um, and then spoiler alert, if anyone is really wants to see this movie and doesn't want it spoiled, I recommend stopping the podcast now. But basically it gets to the end of the movie and the mobster's family kills the girl because she's literally too sassy and causing headaches for the family. And that's the end. Jesus. It was, it was horrible. But it's like too hot to handle with like you're just watching because like both people are beautiful and you're like, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm like, down for know. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, don't get any smarter. you don't get any smarter watching it, but by the end, you're like, eh, I mean, people are pretty hot. Dude, my biggest new hobby, it, funny enough, is reading. I literally read all the time now. Damn, oh, I need yeah. to hop on that train. And but like, but like, Q, I'm not a reader of like novels and stuff. You know how okay. like some people like novel. I have so my grandpa is a huge history buff, and so am I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has just endless, endless amounts of books. About World War Two, World War One, Vietnam, like any mm. kind of, you know, war, you know, stuff. So he's been giving me so many books, and that's what I've been doing. Like past uh, during like through quarantine, I've probably read five or six. Hell yeah, damn, dude, that's badass, Roy. And especially you know with the Black Lives Matter movement going on, I feel like it's really exposed how a lot of history can be whitewashed. And you read these books, and you know, you read about mm. like, you know, I think it was great that Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation and freed the slaves. But the guy I had on my podcast a couple of days ago, James Shepard, pointed out to me that Lincoln was kind of a racist. You know, Lincoln literally was quoted saying, I'd free all the slaves, I'd free none of the slaves, or I'd free half the slaves if it meant I could uh, get the country to go back to peace and not war. Um, and, you know, before, like, literally up until he told me that this entire time, I was thinking, like, Lincoln was one of the greatest presidents ever, free the slave. You know, never once did I question, you know, was Lincoln a racist just because I feel like history can get whitewashed so easily. Right. You discuss, I'm currently reading a book about FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, you know, Letter Through the Great Depression, mm-hmm. Never Before Turn, stuff like that, World War II. But what's interesting about, about him and, and, like, the end of the World War II is, like, Harry Truman, you know, dropped the bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima, right? And a lot of people, like, history mm-hmm. hasn't been as, history, like, has been more kind to Harry Truman than, you know, than during the time that it happened, right? So, like, now that it's mm-hmm. passed, you realize, like, he dropped the bomb. We told Japan, like, hey, please surrender, or, like, you will literally take five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you. And then we dropped the first bomb, and they were like, well, that sucks, but we're still not going to surrender. And then we dropped another, and then they're like, okay, you guys win, whatever. 
but <laughs> fuck it, fine. <laughs> we surrender. I guess. <laughs> yeah. That, to me, and this is why I love history so much, is the main reason that Harry Truman, uh, that he dropped the bomb was to save millions of projected American lives. But So what he did basically was trade Japanese lives for Americans. And as an American, you know, if you're, you know, especially that during that time, like, to me, that's the right move, right? As, especially after Pearl Harbor and... Exactly. So, like, history is, like, super interesting, and that's also why, like, you know, like you said, the Black Lives Matter movement, like, I always say, people are like, hey, man, like, the Civil Rights Act was this, or there hasn't been slaves in this country since 1864, but if you really think about it, right, Mm -hmm. two people running for president at the current moment that were both born 30 years, well, Trump was, what, 40, so, like, maybe 25, 30 years, the Civil Rights Act was signed by Lyndon Johnson. Damn, 30 man. years and, you, and, and most people's grandparents are you know of that age they are old enough to know what it was like with uh, segregated schools and you know mm-hmm. people's parents were raised by people that like that and i'm not saying everyone's racist but the world has changed dramatically over a course of 70 years and, no you're so right and there was still a hundred years in between the emancipation uh, Emancipation Proclamation of 1864 to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That was 100 years that people were segregated and still treated. Damn. So really, like, put a perspective on it. We have barely, we're barely past that, right? Like, there's people that are 57, 57 right now that were born the same year as the Civil Rights Act. Like, it's just history people seem to forget. And I think, you know, in the world we live in, things go a little faster, right? Like, 2020, it feels like we're always moving. Yeah, you don't really feel like you know up until 2000 there was no internet and stuff like that but now you know the world is at your fingertips so I think people kind of forget things like that but you know that's why I think history is so important it can teach you lessons like the same things happen over and over again in history just with different uh, characters right mm-hmm. and leaders but it's the same type of problem and I think that's what I guess we're trying to work towards you know, eliminating the same problems that keep coming back up Mm-hmm. I think you got such a good point, too, about how the world's changing. I mean, never before in history have teenagers on a social media platform been able to mess with the president on the skill they did with uh, Trump's rally. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a different time in the fact that. Imagine 18-year-olds in World War II were telling FDR, telling FDR, <laughs> hey, I'm not going to the draft. We're just going to give you a bunch of fake tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that wouldn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Would Honestly. not be happening. Your ass would be in a U-boat going on to Normandy. You'd be, mm-hmm. See you later. Sorry, bud. Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's it's a crazy world we live in. It is a crazy world. Definitely a crazy world. Well, anyways, we like to conclude each episode of the Ben Mucker podcast by asking each other one question, totally off the cusp. It can be anything from super personal to something as simple as what's your favorite ice cream flavor. So this is your first time on the show, Roy. I'd like to extend uh, the courtesy to you. Ask Q or I anything you want. All right. I'm going to ask Chep one question and Q one question. Chep. Okay. okay. Why are you addicted to drinking seltzer? (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting question you asked there. Um, So I'm a huge soda guy. I love. I've always loved soda. You know, I I as well. I as well. Yeah, and people are so quick to say, "Oh, I don't want to drink my calories," but I just love soda. But you know, as we get older, and I try and start running and trying to like maybe not be totally obese the rest of my life, I found that uh, I need to cut out the soda if I want to make any progress. So I have just been crushing seltzers. You know, I used to probably drink like two or three sodas a day. And nowadays, I'm honestly drinking like 10 seltzers. Like if I, if I have a credit card bill that gets run up, it's going to be because I 
spend it all on fucking seltzer. I shit you not. I'm going through so many seltzers a day. I bought I brought like 36 home the other day and like literally three 12 pack cans. And my mom's like, what are you doing? Like, why do you need that much seltzer? I'm like, you'll see, mom. It was gone in like four days. Easy. Jeez. But dude, I mean, yeah, it's, you it's great. It's like, it's almost like soda. I like the burp feeling afterwards. I'm even right. thinking about doing seltzer reviews, just like letting the people know what's up with the seltzers. Well, my biggest thing is I love regular water, and I just I don't know why you would want fizz in your water. I don't. I I never have understood that, like with people. But you know, to each their own, right? You, you ever had kombucha, Nick? Uh, no. But have you ever seen the video on kombucha about uh, like when they go to uh, kombucha Dave's house? <laughs> no, but that sounds awesome. Okay, I have to send you this video. It is that the guy who did kombucha. You know Cody Co, the comedian. Oh yeah, Cody Co's great. Cody Co like goes to his house and this dude is the weirdest person ever. I'll never drink kombucha again. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say kombucha is like an acquired taste, and you know I've acquired it, just kind of forced myself to like it, and I've kind of done the same with seltzer. And there's right. a lot of like different flavors, oh. you know. Like I'm drinking a Perrier or lime right now, mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, wow. got, it's got calcium in it. It's a little of a flatter. You're seltzer. so privileged. It hurts. There's, there's there's a polar seltzer. It's like <laughs> polar blueberry aid. It's called seltzer aid because they put like essence of lemon, which I guess they just like take the lemon skin and like I don't know, put it against like a cheese grater and. You're a real like, seltzer connoisseur, aren't you? Oh yeah, dude. I. Have been, <laughs> I can't. I One can't, sip, everybody. Knows I guarantee the you, if you went through my bank statements, I probably spent like five hundred dollars on seltzer in the past three months. Easy. That's easy though. All right, now I got a good one for Q. All right, all right Q. Hit me. Why do you look so damn good in all your Instagram posts? Like, what filter do you use? <laughs> yeah, it is called the. Fortress. I can't figure it out. Like, how do you like? How, I can't. I take nice pictures, yes, and I don't man. ever look as good as you. So. Yeah, I just learned this too. It's because one of my, uh, yeah, one of my business partners found this out. Um, when you use the camera on the iPhone, move mm-hmm. it to portrait. It's crazy. It will do magic mm-hmm. things for you. Like make you uh, look skinnier, Chris. Yeah. We talking, uh, <laughs> we talking like fifteen pound camera oh, no, reduction. Absolutely oh. not. But <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll highlight your best features. It'll make your skin look just a little bit softer. Right? Lucky, uh, I gotta get, I gotta get on that. Yeah, it's short. Yeah, for real. See when you come yeah, down to so Jacksonville, you gotta cheat code. Gonna give me some pics. Oh man. So Rick, no, I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Um, if you had all the money in the world, right? So it really didn't matter what you did, because like you're already set for life money wise. What do you think you would do with your time? Are you saying like I have to work or I don't need to work? I mean it's completely up to you, but I imagine right. if you had all the money you know, if you know you don't work for the next seventy so... years until you die or whatever. Like so I think I think for sure I would open a restaurant, a bar. I would like, you know, just deck out a man cave, get my house. You know, like I, 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 I'm not like a big materialistic guy, right? Like I, money is good, but I like it in my bank account. I don't like spending it. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, the one thing I know I want and I'm going to get at some point in my life is the Jeep Gladiator. Like the truck, the Jeep oh, truck. Yeah, and man, I, those are bad. Those things are. But sick. but I want to put in the big boy Hellcat engine in it to mm-hmm. just make it a beast <laughs> and put on big wheels. Like so, like mm-hmm. I know I want to. So that would be my first mm-hmm. purchase, and my second purchase would probably just be the greatest man cave in the history of the world. Like I would just do everything and deck it out. I don't really think I would do much with my time. I think I would 
probably just get a room with, you know, like I said, 10 TVs and bet on every possible game and sit there and (laughs) maybe do some recreational drugs. I don't know. I I just feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, if if you have all the money in the world, like you might as well just do things you like to do, you know, read my books. I'd make my podcast and I'd uh, play some Madden, you know? Oh yeah. All right. I got a, Wait, real, yeah, I got, real, I got one, real one quick, you, for... real quick, yeah. Roy, have you seen the Jeep Ch- Grand Cherokee Trailhawk? Yes. Isn't that, yes. Oh, bro, that car, that so freaking sexy. car. <laughs> Nick, I don't think you understand how much Chep loves Jeeps. This has been <laughs> five years of him just being hype on Jeeps. Bro, I'm not a big I... Jeep guy, but the Hellcat is just so sick, Oh, dude. Hellcat's so sick. I actually just bought a, a Jeep. That was the car I got, a Jeep Cherokee trailhawk so it's like the little baby cousin to the trackhawk it's not right. as legit as the grand cherokee trackhawk but you know it gets the job done i'm happy with it right <laughs> i'm about to finance a prius and i'm gonna be so excited i used to drive a prius i totaled the prius as well <laughs> oh god <laughs> A Prius running into like a, a grocery cart or something. Yeah, like at Udell, <laughs> this guy with no insurance, like cut across a two lane highway. It was great. My Prius flipped their car, and if you've ever driven a Prius, like oh even God. in a little bit of wind, it's like you you feel like you know you're sliding <laughs> side to side. And your Prius flipped his car. Yeah, and, like, and, and I was only Jesus going like twenty five, and the Prius dude weighs like two thousand pounds. It is a tin can. <laughs> like if you're driving on the highway, yeah. it's like twenty mile an hour winds. You can literally feel the car moving left and right. It's like. So, oh. obviously, yeah. But the Prius is great for gas mileage, but that's about it. It's really an ugly car. I'd rather get a Tesla, I think, now. But mm-hmm. Yeah, Tesla's are dope. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, weighing, I'm weighing my options. It's, the right option now, it's all, all about taxes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, for sure. So, yeah. So, Nick, you mentioned that in your, bit, in your amazing man cave, you'd have 10, 10 TVs. At least. At least 10 TVs. Sports, right? At least. So, my question is, which player or team has lost you the most amount oh, of money? Good question, too. Good player question. or team? Oh, Notre Dame, for sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Any national championship game? Yeah, what was the, the, yeah, what was the one that hurt? The Clemson one hurt the most because I was there, and it was just – and, and oh. I had I had the over, which I didn't care about, but I had Notre Dame, right, like plus – oh, what were they, plus – 13 or something and it was 3-3 after the first quarter and I was like all right bro like this is it this is the year Notre Dame makes a statement on the big you know even if we lose like we're gonna make a statement and say hey we are up here and then we lost 30 to 3 and it was um yeah that one that was you know I lost a lot of uh a lot of the like the love for for the the love of the chase with Notre Dame you know but but then every fall it comes back it Trust me, it comes back every fall, and I get mad excited. And the other team I lose the most money on is the Vikings. Like, my two football teams are just the, – the, oh, yeah. the, the, they're mediocre in the, when it comes to, like, the big game. You know what I mean? Like, the Vikings, 0-4 mm. in Super Bowls. You know, they, they lose on last play of the game, and then, they, you know, then they, they beat the Saints two years in a row in the playoffs, by arguably the best team, and then they just get shit pumped by the 49ers or get shit pumped by the Eagles. Like, you know, Fire it is mm-hmm. – yeah, it's just like – my teams make me sad, um, but I still bet on them, and I, I have to. Like, I can't not. Hey, that's you know? the sign of a true fan. That is the sign of a true fan. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if I know they're going to lose, I have to bet on them. Like, I have to. <laughs> like, I, 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 like, my friend, uh, you guys know Dom, my friend Dom. But oh, Dom yeah. always tries to, like, he says, I try to hedge my emotions with my bets so that if 
my bet if I my team loses, <laughs> then I win money, and if I lose money, my team won. And for me, it's like, nah, bro. Like I'm either going double happiness, Notre Dame wins, I win money, or double sadness, <laughs> I lose money, and Notre Dame sucks. You know, like I, I respect no the between. hell out of that. I, no I get between. Dom's point, but it is like nothing beats that double happiness, man. That is mm-hmm. that is an unreal feeling. Exactly, it's, it's the love of the chase. You know, it's, it's what it's about. Amen. Love of the chase. Well, anyways, guys, thanks for coming on the Ben Mucker Podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you on. And uh, also, to all my muckers out there, Q has started another podcast that's a little more business-related, a little less comic. Uh, definitely check it out, too, if you guys are looking for a more serious business-type podcast. Q is a serious businessman, so. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, it's called the – Let me. here's my plug, right? This is – it's called the Investor Next Door. Uh, it's a bunch of random people that – are in real estate or maybe not even in real estate, but they do a little bit in there and they show you kind of any way that you could get into real estate too. So it's cool. Definitely give it a oh, listen. Yeah. All right, guys. Awesome. Have a great day. And to all our muckers out there, thanks for listening.